and you can live in the day. I'm not sure of the mood now if I'm going to be using a new one. I don't know. Is it hyped? Oh is it more God. mellow? <laughs> uh. Let's just use that as an intro. <laughs> All right. Well, well, a hello to everyone. Yes. We have no welcome. idea what the theme is because the music is going to change. <laughs> yeah. So we'll stay neutral for now with our energy. Yeah. I go through different things. When we did the Musashi episodes, I was like pumped in like my samurai mode, but. Uh, <laughs> It's been a while. Oh, and people should know that those are like our biggest downloads, the Musashi thing. Yep. Up until now, just constantly getting I'm downloads. Star- I'm staring at Musashi right now, as I always do. He's my anchor, um, my psychological anchor for happiness and, and stri- striving. But we should touch on that again. We're going to have, uh, we are going to talk about Maps of Meaning eventually. Arthur just finished reading it peterson's book from 1999 so we've been having some amazing conversations about meaning and uh belief specifically really really good stuff so i'm excited about that okay guess we'll do musashi potentially next episode then again yeah i don't know i mean we'll if there's, yeah we'd have to we'd have to get someone else probably to who knows a bit about oh you know what we'll do? We'll we'll coordinate something with my man Jay Fork on Twitter, a uh, guy I've been talking to, who is like deep in the path and in that stage of life where he's discovering all of these internal truths that are revelationary. Revel- revelationary? I don't know if that's a word, but anyway, what do you got for today, Rokas? Okay, so. That sounded great, I wanted to add. And for today, (laughs) touching back on a topic I think we haven't covered in a while, but I have a better understanding of it now. So maybe we'll have a better discussion than when we last covered it. I like it. So we'll begin basic with why is ego a good thing for you? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's a big one. Oh, man, I was just thinking about that the other day for some reason. Oh, when I was talking to uh, the uh, some of the pitching staff and coaching staff of the Chicago White Sox, I did a lecture for an hour, gosh, I think it was an hour and a half, and with members of the team, uh, both minor minor league as well. They have two, two teams, major league, minor league, and they're about to go into spring training. So we did a talk about uh, elite performance and what that means in terms of yoga as well. And we started a part of the part of the discussion was about um, ego. One of the players said that you have to get ego out of the way to, to really take corrections, um, have things run smoothly in your life, in the game, in your performance. And um, I didn't say too much about the opposite side, we were running out of time, but but you don't want to lose too much ego. You, you want to control it. You don't want to lose it. You don't want to gain it. You just want to control it. And when appropriate, use it or put it away. So when, when it's appropriate, it, that means with ego is the driving force of our willpower. Without ego, uh, I don't 
I don't think willpower has much effect, right? Ego is directly linked to uh, desire. Ego and desire all, all go hand in hand in a big basket of energy. We need energy. We want energy. We want more of it. We want the best energy. You know, you can't really completely get rid of ego. It's this fabric that, that makes up reality. Uh, how do I, you know, how do I live my life dynamically with, with good willpower and doing positive things? I need self-awareness so that I can watch myself, you know, and watch ego constantly because it's, it's always going to try to flip on you. So it's just a lot of self-questioning, a lot of awareness in the moment. You know, should I dial it down? Should I pick it up? Should I dial it down? Should I pick it up? And then, and then, you know, you develop a rhythm of, of ego maintenance almost. So that's why you want it. You want that thing. You want to move in the world powerfully. You want to progress. We want progression without ego. You know, people take advantage. We, we, we lose out on, on optimal agreements. The scales of equality are unbalanced. If, if we kind of try to have too much humility and, and too much, uh, we sacrifice kind of how much we're worth. And what and what we're worth we don't want that we want we want a balance we want the right price um, for our investment we want the right return on our energy as always so that's energy management basically 101 so a lot was said there yeah and a less mystical perspective i would say is without an ego you don't care about how you perceive yourself. So as an example, not letting yourself get out of shape because then you couldn't view yourself the same way. So I view myself in a particular way and that requires me to be in shape. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I agree 100%. And then there are two types of ego. One is justified and another unjustified. Let's say someone like Mike Tyson to have an ego when he says, I'm the greatest boxer in the world. It's a justified ego because he is the greatest boxer in the world. At least he was at the time when he said it. So I think if you have an ego, you develop an ego and then you work to justify that ego, then that's a healthy ego. Yeah, you definitely want to back up. Um, you want to be able to back up what you say um, and what you claim to be, because if not, uh, then you just have narcissism. And you have to be careful, right? Because Mike Tyson, um, we could be great at something. We could be the best at something. But is it too much if we proclaim it, if we talk about it too much? Some people say you should be kind of you know, an elite performer in your field, but never tell anyone, you know, and I think uh, the rock has a famous kind of philosophy around that where uh, he said, when you're good at something, you will tell people that when you're great at something, people will tell you that you're great at it. I thought that was an interesting distinction between ego 
But at the end of the day, you know, really amazing work deserves credit and, and respect. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, if, if, if Elon Musk said, I have one of the most innovative companies and mindsets in the world. I really, I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. They shouldn't because he's uh, going to go down in history as someone who changed uh, civilization and more so, probably more so uh, than a lot of other innovators of our time. So it's, it's a really interesting balance. A lot of people get offended by appropriate or good ego. Uh, I mean, you can't make everyone happy. Um, it's tough. It's tough. You really, you, the only way you'll ever know, I think, is if you're an elite performer. I think I've, I've, I've been in that same situation. It's tough for me to, honestly, I think it's tough for me to listen to other people talk about the mind sometimes, meditation and stuff like that. Cause I'm like, nah. I don't think that's true. Like that's BS or something. And uh, Helena always is like, you know, she comes down on me for it. And, and, and it's like, yeah, I'm probably like a purist and closed-minded in certain degrees. Um, but I don't know when you, when you've been in, in a, like a, a world renowned institution on a certain field for a long time, um, you can spot like in, inaccuracy in other people's statements. Um, I think it's more like maybe at one point you were thinking the same thing as them, but now you see how those thoughts have evolved and it goes a lot deeper than that. So maybe you're just thinking back onto maybe when you might have had similar thoughts as them. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I see a lot of people, um, I see a lot of young people in in their career just starting out and, and like in entrepreneurship and sales and marketing and stuff like that and they make these like really motivating posts um like copies about um you know fitness for example fitness is a good example and um it's kind of funny when you've been involved in fitness for over two decades and you're kind of like becoming an old timer in a field and it's like yeah yeah like it's nice for the motivation and everything but see me in 20 years you know and, and let me know how it goes it's it's like it's kind of nice to see the the fire in young people but at the same time it's like there's another way like you don't have to be all fired up and burnt out um or fired up and then burn out quickly I don't know. It's hard to put that, what I'm talking about, into words, actually. It's understandable, though. You kind of have to be on social media to get what I, I think what I just said. Like, I'm on Twitter a lot. Like, there's no doubt about it. I use Twitter for my work. But some people don't. Some people don't use social media, which I admire. That They just don't need it for their jobs. Yeah. Okay, so we were on ego anyway. But um, I agree. I agree. And then, so... Did you go over the other type? Well, I, instead of saying there's two types of ego, I'd say there's two um, two sides, two sides of ego. Okay. And did you go over the other one? No, I did not. But oh. it's just the opposite of what I said <laughs> for, for the original. Anyway, I okay, I have another thought though. 
after yeah. you said about the rocks quote, I also thought about someone like Muhammad Ali saying when he won against, I think it was Sonny Liston saying, I'm the greatest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all sure. those things. So what's interesting is I mentioned Mike Tyson and now I said Muhammad Ali and they're all fighters. So it seems fighters aggressive have yeah i guess bigger egos and someone like the rock who's an actor i guess you're not putting your life in danger as much in a way so since boxing is more primal it's more primal nature it's interesting the discrepancy between how the rock views it and how a fighter views it absolutely i love that i love that i never thought about that um but if you're, yeah, depending on what, what field you're in, you're going to have to, you're going to have to express your energy differently, uh, to make it. And I mean, fighting, uh, you better have high energy or else you might get eaten alive. I I'm affected by that in the mornings when I go to jujitsu, I'm honestly too tired to like submit anyone I, these days. I don't really feel like submitting someone. So some people almost always get the upper hand because I'm kind of like pre-coffeed. I mean, I don't know, just the first role is like, if the other guy's kind of fired up, cause this is a time of day for him. I'm like, you know, great. But, uh, if, if I came in at like three o'clock in the afternoon, would it be the same? You know, is that, is that two sides of the ego? is one like, you know, kind of ho-hum and, and relaxed. And the other one is like, all right, fired up and ready to go. Um, and if I were competing, you better believe I should have the, the fired up energy, right? If I'm going to win, if I'm, if I'm spending my time to win, you can't, you don't really want someone to have the upper hand on the first grab of the role. So makes it, it makes a big difference what your energy output is if it's subdued mild extreme so yeah I, I would i would expect mma to be the same thing conor mcgregor i mean there's a lot of energy there that goes into a life like that like you know how we have an experience you know a baseball player has a game a fighter has a fight a CEO has, has, you know, key meetings in their career, like these peak moments, a movie has it. There is, there is a lifeline. There's a beginning, a lifetime, a beginning, middle and end to these experiences. And uh, I was admiring what a trader was saying the other day on Twitter, that each trade we do has a beginning, middle and end. And so we don't see we don't see the beginning and the middle a lot. Like Conor McGregor's career has an energy output to it. There's like an energy timeline, and from where he came up to where he got to, the the energy required to do that is enormous and just out of this world to be nobody, and then all of a sudden to be you know, top of the field. Um, so what we see in real time is, is not necessarily 
uh, accurate to the current like appropriate amount of energy, right? Like why is Mike Tyson maybe 10 years after his last best, you know, winning streak or 15 years or whatever, talking about being the greatest, right? His, his, his energy is, is still like probably coming down off the enormous amount of effort that it took to get to where he, he was. And so it's like, Hey man, I, you know, you don't even know what I've had to do to get here. That's that kind of feeling that I get from people and people are, may judge the moment and say, Oh, well, you know, there's way more fighters, better fighters than Mike Tyson, but it's like, but the, but, but what he went through is truly like one of the most empowering journeys ever recorded in human history to be like coming from absolute nothing in the streets and robbing old lady an old lady for her groceries to uh, like knocking out world champions in like less than six seconds that with like one little tap on the cheek. That's, that's, that's massive. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to see life or, or events and experiences as energy timelines instead of the actual event itself. I think it's it's indicative of why how why I see trading a certain way. You can't you can't just look at like the chart in in the five minutes, right? Like or in the day. You need to see like what's been going on for the past six months that leads up to this moment right now. And so, before you judge someone on which kind uh, which which side of ego they're on, you might want to like look left look at the journey as to how, how far they've come. And then maybe you can have more of an accurate judgment if they're appropriate or not. Interesting analogies. Nice. I hope I tied that together without sounding ridiculously boring. And It made sense to me, but I guess I have some experience with trading as well. I mean, I think <laughs> it, it would make sense to everyone else as well. So the listeners should know that, you know, I've been spending so many hours staring at charts every day. And uh, that's where my mind is definitely going to go for a while until it's second nature. Okay. So now mentioned energy and we're on the top of topic of ego. So <clears throat> we have, and I, I, yeah. oh, I, I'll interrupt and just say, I think people can relate. I, I really do. I think those are great things to think about for you, for, for what you're bringing to the podcast, Rokas, those kind of questions. I think anyone listening to this is, is thinking about their life right now. I think they're like, okay, how much ego, how much ego am I putting out? You know, what kind of ego am I putting out? You know, and, and we have people right now driving to work, cleaning their home, maybe at work. We have some listeners who drive equipment, uh, and they listen to us on their AirPods as they drive in the warehouse or something, or people that walk. Right now, someone's on the train. Uh, a listener of ours in London is maybe on the train right now on the way to the bank or coming home from the bank. Um, and I think everyone can relate to, and they should, if you're listening right now and you're, uh, you know, and you haven't yet, think about how much 
what you're putting out there for what, you know, what, what the experience is. Do I have an important meeting coming up? Maybe it's time for me to be a little bit more aggressive. Maybe I should actually, you know, as Stephen Covey would say, go for win-win. And, and sometimes that means stepping up and being a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more ego, instead of being too subdued and soft or demure. Um, maybe other people should kind of calm down and, and settle down a bit and use less, less of that energy. So anyway, I, I think it's totally relevant. And in a way, yeah, it, I can continue that through, maybe not continue. Anyway, Feel my free. question. You don't have to like, you don't have to question. be like in a sequential order of thoughts. I'm just thinking how to phrase it. So we have on one end, someone could go through a downward spiral. So as an example, they lose their girlfriend. So they start drinking. Then since they start drinking a lot, they start losing their friends, which leads them to even more drinking. And then, yeah, so the downward spiral continues. But now on the opposite end, let's say we have someone who started training in the gym. So now they have more energy and now they're able to do more work, output more, which leads to them making more money. So then you have an upward spiral. And I think that upward spiral is fueled by ego. Mm -hmm. So thoughts on that? Well, yeah, if we go and say ego is kind of the fabric of what makes up reality, we have to kind of look at every output or every data point as, as kind of being made up of ego and indicators, you know, of how people are reacting to us is, is how we come off, how, we, how our, how our energy is coming out. How, how much or what, what kind of ego are, are people experiencing from us, you know? And yeah, it, whatever we're doing is fueling how we behave, you know? And, and we know that through different, everyone knows that through different words and phrases. What you, what you put into your body, what you put into your head, um, how you how you behave is like a direct result of of what you're consuming so that's which is another reason why depending on our goals for for how we want to appear to other people and how to keep our ego in check we really have to make sure that we're doing the things that 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 type of ego performance requires does that make does that tie into what you were saying i'm not sure yeah, I might have. I might I guess have my thing was what you were saying. So, how does that link to how an ego leads to an upward spiral? I think, yeah, could you explain that a bit more? Well, define your spiral phrase. I've never, I haven't heard that. So, when I mentioned the upward spiral being as an example, you start going to the gym and training more, which leads to an increase in energy. And oh, that yeah, increase yeah. in energy means you can work more and then that leads to making more money. And then, yeah, you have an upward spiral. So I was saying that upward spiral is, I think, is fueled by ego. And I guess my question was, could you explain a bit more in depth how the well, I mean, ego it's, it's, fuels the upward spiral? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
It sounds like we answered that and we kind of talked about it before, right? Like that was one of the first things we talked about. If, again, this is if you agree that ego is like the foundation of everything. How, how does, now you're asking, how does ego fuel your performance, whether it's increased or decreased? Well, how a car runs on gas we're kind of saying here philosophically that ego is the fuel that runs the car of our life does that make sense yeah i like that okay so if ego is uh, to be controlled by us um, then we need to maintain oil changes we need to uh, make sure the tires are rebalanced every few years and, and uh, every, you know, our battery is charged. We, we can't, we're in an organic system in this body. We're, we're in order to maintain optimal performance, we're required to uh, perform maintenance, perform upkeep and uh, do our best to, to understand what that means um, in basic instinctive terms regarding food, sleep, rest, blah, blah, blah. And then spiritual terms, what we think about, uh, how we breathe, um, what we watch on TV, uh, how we dream, what we're dreaming about, what kind of past traumas do we have? So it's all related. I think one of the things that like, makes it so easy for me to just go on and on and on and talk and ramble is that everything is connected that we're not talking we're never talking about two different things but we're talking about an interconnected or interrelated field of different dynamics and um, in this kind of discussion we're saying or you know we are uh, hypothesizing that ego is potentially the foundation of all of our energy output. So how are, are you taking care of ego control? You know, just like weight, if weight is the foundation of the, of our mass, then how are you maintaining your mass? How are, is it getting lighter? Is it getting heavier? Is it getting stronger? Is there more fat, more muscle? Um, but we know that 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 mass is the foundation of, you know, what our body kind of appears to be, because it's made up of weight. So if we wanted to like look more muscular, we need to manage our weight differently. And that's connected to food. That's connected to exercise. So ego is, is something we need to start thinking about how to manage how to manage that properly what kind of music do you listen to you know if you're going to go into a certain situation where you need to be kind of cool-headed uh, quick thinking like witty you know calm you probably don't want to like listen to death metal before you step into a meeting so it's 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 all it's all related in that way but that's not making, that's not the, your, your facial uh, expressions, your micro expressions are showing confusion. <laughs> no, it's, they're showing thought because I have a thought that I was trying to 
ferment. <laughs> that's the, that's the only word that came to mind. Ferment. Nice. Ferment. I like yes. that. <laughs> okay. Stew. Stew is like the common English word. So, what has been fermenting in my mind, causing those <laughs> facial expressions, was you saying managing ego means there needs to be a balance. So I was thinking, what are the downsides of having a justified big ego? <laughs> the downsides. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the downside is the haters. <laughs> that's not really a downside, to be fair. To say it simply. Well, it depends. It depends how exposed you are to the haters. I mean, it could hurt. It, it could damage a lot of people because they're not ready for it. But yeah, I mean, social if you perception. have a big ego, then surely it wouldn't really manage you. If that ego is justified, a big justified ego, then I don't think social perception really, a negative social perception from some people would really matter to you, would it? I don't know. I mean, everyone's different. Let me look, good example. I just like the past few weeks, one of the most um, outwardly um, egotistical um, and profitable traders on Twitter who has hundreds of thousands of followers uh, started to be attacked. He started to be attacked one by one by other notable characters in this, in the, in his field. So other attacked traders. Why? Because he was making poor, poor decisions and tweeting about it and poor calls in the market and so know, maybe he, he couldn't was, justify his ego well no that's just how his ego was that's just how he is he just makes calls and they're usually right but like a professional fighter you know mike tyson let's say he says he's the best in the world but but that doesn't mean he's not going to lose every now and then so does that having that justifiable big ego does that mean you're perfect and that's a that's a dangerous kind of you know thing to expect those expectations cannot be met like the rock is not going to uh make a perfect movie uh, you know in his career as he's gonna have some flops and he's been in some movies in the past few years and it's like that's stupid because now he's doing what every big actor does and goes to kids movies and it's like meh, boring um because i'm not a kid so you're gonna have it's it's i think the haters are gonna be one of the most difficult aspects of uh a big a big egos kind of larger than life ego kind of career that, that's the hardest part probably that's the downside is the people don't that that don't want to see you succeed the people that don't want to hear from you because they speak the loudest. Your critics speak the loudest. And then the other, the other thing for a personal aspect, that's kind of a social aspect, but like from an internal perspective, having a big ego is hard to calm down. It's hard to pivot and transition when you need to go to a, the other side of an ego where maybe your career's dying out. Maybe you're, you're, not fighting anymore or maybe you haven't fought in a while or maybe you're you don't own a business anymore and yet you still behave like that you know maybe you're you used to be a world uh champion in bodybuilding 
and you, you're old and you don't lift anymore, but like you still eat like you do, you know, and you get, you gain fat. I mean, keeping that same energy um, and momentum when everything's kind of died out and you don't need it anymore is, is not good, not healthy. You need to be able to transition the ego. And that's, that's another part of energy control, uh, energy control, energy manipulation, ego, ego control. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, you know, that's why when you gave the Mike Tyson example, I thought it was interesting because, you know, saying that now when he's like in his I didn't 60s, mean that now, though. I meant when he was in his prime saying oh, that. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, it's two different things to me, you know. But he's uh, saying in, your, in his prime, it's like, yes, absolutely. He was a threat in his day. But now that'd be a weird thing to say, right? So it'd be, it'd be yeah. obvious that his his transition to another type of person, um, you know, didn't work out too well. And we see that all the time. We see that all the time. So I guess when you're younger and metaphorically going out to conquer the world, then it is useful to have that ego and work to justify it. But then later on in life, you'll want to calm down and i mean yeah later on in life once you have built up some sort of either career or something similar then then you need to start looking to transition to a more balanced ego yeah yeah and i think steve jobs is a good example because he 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 was a difficult person to work with he was considered an awful awful person to work with and uh, he was very rough on the outside in his personal life too, you know, neglecting to uh, help raise his first daughter. So later though, as he got older and as he probably found out he wasn't well, he, he started to transition and calm down. So it's difficult though, because he, he was changing the world. So the amount of energy required to do that will, is probably not going to make you an easy person to deal with because you're, you have, such such high demands, high high standards for the way things need to be in order for certain things to meticulously work out. And that kind of goes with, that's kind of the karma that goes with that life, I would say. Um, and then the question I've talked with uh, CEOs and, and vice presidents of companies with is, uh, you know, can you, can you be a high performer um, and not be, hard to work with and can you be this balanced um softer person you know and still be extremely effective and 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 high performing um i think it just depends on what and i think it depends on what you do you know i think it depends i i know some traders that are that are some of the best in the world um, and, and they don't tell anyone and they don't, they don't talk to many people and don't even know that they exist. They're not selling programs and writing that they're the best and stuff like that and showing how much they, they gain. Um, but they also don't have to, they don't have to work with anyone. They're alone in their field. So it's different if you're the CEO of a thousand or 
half a million people working under you. I don't know. That's different, different kind of exposure. I think different levels of exposure require different attitudes. I have nothing to add. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird kind of discussion. It requires a large amount of self-reflection and practice, definitely. And though? Oh, so that, that was it for the... Yeah, uh, I mean, I have nothing else to add. That was everything uh, I wanted uh, to discuss. Well, do you think that your... What do you think about your own kind of sides of ego? Because you, you, you've you're kind of in that transition period, aren't you? I think I'm transitioning to having more ego at the moment. Mm -hmm. More output, more performance, more and working to justify it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More energy, more um, extroversion, not, not so much introverted anymore. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's different. It's different. And it's not a bad thing. It's, 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 it's required sometimes. If you're a public figure, you want to do your best to not alienate and offend people. You know, if, if it doesn't cause you any benefit, if you're in a field that requires that, then you would need to do that, right? If someone if that if it was their job to set up situations that scared people right like ashton kutcher used to have a tv show that punked people right it's called punked his job was just to was to like startle and scare and shock people because something was going on but if you don't have to do that but you're scaring people shocking them offending them anyway and there's no benefit to that that career or whatever or that that situation and scenario then you should probably rethink how you behave high-powered ceos uh people uh who have people working for them uh maybe you have five people that you that report to you you probably don't have to make them feel bad. You probably don't have to, uh, you know, be aggressive. Most likely, you probably don't. So is it worth it? You know, is it really worth it at the end of the day? Um, I mean, that's something that that uh, was, was a huge part of my education growing up, you know, becoming a man in the monastery. Uh, I think people know that listeners to the show know that people reading the book, uh, everything is your fault. Know that, um, I had leaders and started to question why some of those leaders, while being high performers in the top of their field, why were they also impossible to work with? Because at the end of the day, I didn't care how good they were. I cared how they made me feel. And I think for the, for the paradigm and the scenario and situation that I was in, you know, how I felt was more important than what we did. But if I was 
on a skyscraper putting in a beam, a foundational beam, how I feel about the, the connection of the beam and the welds is not as important as the accuracy of the welds because it's holding up a, the 25th floor of this building. You know what I mean? So you have to make sure that you're having an appropriate response to the things happening around you, depending on the risk, the safety, the consequences of the way others are acting. Um, and the three things that can guide you, the three, the three questions that I was taught are, is anyone going to get hurt? Is any piece of equipment going to be damaged? Or are large sums of money going to be wasted? And if none of those qualify, then you, you might want to um, relax. You might want to you might want to reflect on how you're acting and if you even need to be concerned about a given situation or a given person. But if one of those three things come up, someone's going to get hurt, a large piece of equipment is going to be damaged, or a lot of money is going to be wasted, then I think you should be front and center and, and a little bit louder, a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more expressive to other people about what's going on. It's like a red flag. It's like, hold on a second. This tractor is about to go off the side of a cliff. You're wrong. You're wrong. The ground is different. Everyone is, is wrong here. And if, if I'm wrong, I, I highly suggest we explore why that is because something doesn't look right, you know, because the, op, op, the alternative is not saying anything. My ego is, is in check. I'm not an aggressive person. Everyone else knows what they're doing. Oops, there goes the tractor off the side of a cliff and the operator dies. I should have said something. So there's different scenarios. However, someone comes at you hot-headed wants to do something a certain way that something doesn't affect money or budgets doesn't affect people's health doesn't affect me or um, any piece of equipment whatsoever there's almost no consequence with changing the way this thing works so be it let them go let them have it and do nothing right so those are the distinctions. And I think ego plays a big part in that. Um, self-reflection, self-awareness plays a big part of what I'm talking about, what you're talking about, Rokas. Um, one of the biggest things is, are you working with a team? How large is that team? Or are you working by yourself? And that usually dictates how you behave, how many people you work around, how many people you're exposed to. The more exposure, the more delicate this ego balance gets. I guess that would kind of sum up my thoughts on everything to kind of bring it to a real world level of, Hey, I'm going to work. How does this podcast apply to my work? I think that's the most important thing in people's minds right now. 
yeah. as we all go back to work. Nice. Awesome. Well, Rokas, excellent. Thank you. 